Hey everybody, welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. Hi Jessa, how's it going? It's great, and I'm so excited to break down this oh, minute. Oh, this minute yeah. is so good. There's so much wackadoo. to talk about. Uh, it's good to be back uh, next to you, yep. recording in the same room again. Yep. Uh, probably won't be that way the next time we do it, uh, but uh, more regularly it will be. Yeah. It's just a temporary thing while we get started here. So let's just dive right in. There's just so much yeah. here. Uh, we start with uh, Johnny Utah and uh, John C. McGinley. I don't think we've gotten his character name yet. Um, they're continuing their walk and talk in the office, and uh, they're talking about um, Keanu Reeves' uh, rattling off a statistic. Which we didn't realize in the previous minute that it was Keanu Reeves talking um, and rattling off the statistic, I thought it was John C. McKinley. Yeah, you don't and, see his face at first yeah. when you're doing it. So now that I we've seen it. this minute, yeah, uh, John C. McKinley talks about how it's the in the previous minute how it's the bank robbery capital of the world, which we talked about, and then John, uh, Keanu Reeves, Agent Johnny Utah, yeah, uh, says thirteen hundred and twenty-two bank robberies in L.A. County last year, up twenty-six percent from the year before. So if which is buck wild because i mean this makes it sound like we are in post-apocalyptic mad max territory yeah which if this was the truth we would be i mean hey i wasn't i don't maybe i was alive when was this made again 1991 so i know i wasn't alive. probably talking about the year before too yeah. so that's when i was born uh 1990 and maybe it was a post-apocalyptic then maybe it was <laughs> i mean yeah just think about 1300 bank robberies in la county in one year when, is over four a day. When in the 2010 statistic, it was the entire state of California was 804. Yeah, I that's bonkers. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not going to look up the statistic, but I have a feeling that was embellished. I think I think old W. Peter Illiff with his backwards baseball cap just typed in a big number <laughs> and just wanted it to be really extreme. Yeah. And th- yet that it was. Yeah. And that was up 26% from the year before. That seems like a pretty huge increase. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to the minute ends with uh, Keanu saying, not yet. And that's the, um, that's the marker. it begins their underwater swimming scene because you know yes. there is so much swimming in bank robbery. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Yes. Um, that's more in the next the next minute uh, where we meet. We might just meet another main character of the movie. Oh, yes. Awesome. I'm really really excited for that. But yeah, for now, uh, yeah, we're talking about bank robbery. Yeah, 1322, and uh, um, he after that, uh, John C. McGinley hands. Uh, a folder to a woman and he says would you take a look at this miss deer which at first i was like oh fuck you because i didn't hear the miss i thought he was just saying would you take this deer and it's like okay there goes on our continued streak of just asshole guys but no in reality i think john mckinley just fucked up his line and they kept on rolling and they just went with it and they're like oh um let's just deer was her last name d-e- E-R. As we saw in the subtitles. Yes. as Yes. But he could also be using both. Miss Deer. Miss Deer. Like, would you... You, Miss Deer. I don't know. Mm. Is that something people say? No. Not anymore, at least. I mean... But I feel like it could have been, you know, Miss Deer. I don't know your name. Yeah. 
Maybe. I mean, he's an asshole, as we as we are finding out. Yeah. Um, and then something extraordinary happens. <laughs> it uh, flips. Yeah. So far, uh, Agent Johnny Utah has been going along with everything. He's just, yes, sir. I take the skin off chicken, sir. Um, John C. McGinley, uh, he sort of takes a turn and he says, are you reading me? And Johnny Utah. Utah spies out of the corner of his eye a prize. The <laughs> mystical donut. He runs for it. First of all, we just, before we get to the meat of this, there's someone just with a box of donuts yeah. here, apparently. I guess that makes sense. It's an office. Yeah. But in his office, he, he is uh, John C. McGinley. Is I'm assuming he's the director yeah. of this uh, of FBI in Los Angeles, or at least he's the in charge of this office, and he is very, as he said, very strict about the diets. I, I just imagine him coming on seeing this box of donuts on the table in the break room and going, "Get this shit!" Yeah, out he just of ta- flips the whole flips table the over. Table donuts. Yeah, we won't have donuts in this uh, this Los Angeles. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, Real Housewives. Like, I mean. He might as well have done that because he loses his yeah. well, shit. Well, he, do- he doesn't lose his shit at the donut guy, though. No. And also, I wonder if there's a separation. Like, uh, there probably aren't. No, I mean, if you look at this, these are all agents, right? In this yeah. office. Or female secretaries. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, why, is the- why does he have a-, a guy with a box of donuts here? Like, is someone just trying to get around? And, yeah, he anyway. So... Agent Johnny Utah grabs that donut. There's a pause uh, after uh, John C. McGinley says, are you reading me? And he says, zero distortion, sir. And takes a bite out of that donut. Which is a very weird response. Like, are you reading me? Yeah, sir. Or yes, sir. I mean, a lot of these lines are come off as very screenplay. Yes. (laughs) They're not how people... They're not going for naturalism. It's very stylized cop talk, and uh, we're going to get more of that in a second. Yeah. Uh, With uh, your real blue flame special, son. Yeah, well, let's let's get to that. Yeah, so he he takes a bite of the donut. Um, So... And he goes... I love these things. Yeah, he goes, I love these... I love these things. (laughs) (laughs) So was he, he... He had to have just been fucking with John C. McGinley with the chicken thing. That gives another or maybe layer to his character. It does. It gives another layer. Or was he, or is that true? Maybe he doesn't like chicken skin. Maybe. I prefer but to he think that donuts. he's just fucking with. Because then that makes more sense. It does make sense. With John C. McGinley's reaction to this, which is just batshit crazy. He just... He just he, he turns cold as ice. Yeah. You can see all the color <laughs> drains from his yeah. face. He, 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 li- he kind of liked this kid, even though he was skeptical up until this point. But now... He looks down in horror and he sees... What is that? What is that turd? That steaming pile of shit in this new year recruit's hand? It's a donut. Yeah. <laughs> the donut. The donut that stopped the world. Uh <sighs> He also, before that, I should talk. He talks about how uh, he says, "You know, we stop the bad guys by crunching data. Good crime scene work, good lab work." So he's very, he's a John C. McGinley is a very by the books, uh, data data based kind of uh, agent. He and, and you know that's actually true. If you want to, um, yeah. So I, uh, when I wanted to be a cop, I sat down with this detective, and you know she was asking me some questions, kind of to see if I was cut out for 
being a cop, you know, spoiler alert, I'm not. Um, but she was saying when I told her that, you know, no, I wouldn't be able to shoot anybody. Um, I couldn't see myself ever doing that. She kind of stopped for a second and was like, well, maybe you want to consider um, analysis and intelligence analysis. And she was talking and talking about it. And that would be what, what this type of job is. But she said it was the most boring job in the entire world and that you would get the fattest ass from doing this. So maybe it actually is a normal thing with the donuts. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, this guy, yeah. He On one hand, uh, the director here is very into diets, but also he's very into... I'd say. Oh, 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 you mean that? Yeah. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, he seems to be about the desk work. He's not, you know... He, he seems knows. to believe that 90% of it is is just uh, computer work. Because he knows if you're sitting on your ass shoveling That's true. donuts it's in a, your it's face. It's even more important to look, to keep yourself healthy if you're not getting that exercise. Yeah. He knows that his agents are, are not going to be running around. They're going to be they're going to be computer guys. They're going to be desk guys because that's how you get the bad guys. Yeah, that is. That's Which yeah. is true. Yeah. But I have a feeling our uh, our hero here might have a bone to pick with that. Yeah. Because so far, he seems to love chewing that gum and cocking that shotgun with one hand and shooting those and targets. And doing somersaults. And doing somersaults. <laughs> Sitting on the, the backs of cars. So, yeah, he might, uh, he seems to have something wrong with that, maybe. that's that Maybe that's what triggered the, the donut. He just wanted to show him, I'm not going to do things your way, but you're stuck with me. And actually, now that we're analyzing this, this seems less bonkers than it did when we f- like first started recording. Because it's just like, it flipped but if you add in all these layers of subtlety, which unfortunately I feel like weren't at first glance particularly obvious. Well, the scene happens very quickly and yeah, we're analyzing it very true. carefully. But yeah, I think it all makes sense. Um, now that we're it's, analyzing it's it. It's setting. I think. Yeah. I it mean, didn't at first glance. Well, at, we... fir- at first glance, I think it does make sense. At second glance, it maybe seems a little odd. At third glance, where we're at now. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Because okay, okay. at first glance, I, w- I wouldn't have thought anything of this. It's like, oh, yeah, this is who these guys are. Well, I would just be annoyed by, like, I literally, as we were watching this and John C. McKinley started talking, I was like, I hate you. Yeah, he's obviously, I mean, he's doing what he does. You know, Isn't he always a jerk? I he's always a jerk. Scrubs, he's always but, a jerk. Yeah. In Scrubs, he's he's a jerk with a heart of gold um, in that one because, you know, it's a TV show, so there's more time to sort of get into character. But, like, in his, every movie I've seen him in, he's always the hard-ass uh, guy who you know he's just an asshole so yeah. he's doing that well he's the guy that you love to hate um, because there needs to be an antagonist in this movie yeah and uh the the real antagonist is a little too likable so there needs to be someone that you that's can hate true. that's true that's true no okay right. back anyway, to the donut moment. the donut moment okay the, the donut donut the gate world. donut gate 2017 or 1991 um yeah so he's he says, uh, zero distortion, sir. And he says, you're a real blue flame special, aren't you, son? Young, dumb, and full of cum. So, blue flame special. Yeah. Like the rest of the world, we had no clue what this meant. So we had to turn to Urban Dictionary. Shout out to Urban Dictionary, because the first result was blue flame special from this movie. Yeah, the, the quote they have for blue flame special is, son, you're a regular blue flame special, young, dumb, and full of cum. So, apparently... Blue flame special means a derogative term that borrows from both the concept of the blue plate special and the practice of blue flaming, which actually I don't know what the hell that means, but to suggest a generic knucklehead, most likely male. So blue, 
Oh. So we clicked blue flame, and that just literally just brought us back to blue grain special. So if you know what blue flaming means, let us know. Um, I'm I gotta know. Yeah. We'll cut. We'll cut a bit of this out. Which apparently, oh, yeah. means lighting a fart on fire while lying on the back with your legs in the air. Okay. Okay. Now it kind of makes sense. What does that have to do with? food well it's like just like I, he's a dumb guy he's just like a dumb kid who doesn't know what he's doing and okay. he just wants to you know he, i think john c mcginley sees him as like oh if you're not going to follow my orders you're going to be one of these like reckless rookies who gets him and his partner killed and you know just doing stupid shit so oh, okay i can oh, okay. you know <laughs> now i'm kind of on his side like you know eh. who is this asshole who's coming in on his first day and being a jerk but like, then the next thing he says is you're young dumb dumb and full of cum excuse me sexual harassment like how rude is that? <laughs> I mean... If somebody told me and was talking to me about my cum at work... Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, granted, my work, that wasn't wouldn't be totally out of line, but... <laughs> it wouldn't be totally out of line? Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's honestly the type of things my coworkers and I talk about. But if my boss said that to me... Uh, yeah, and, like, more as an insult. Yeah. Like, yeah... I mean, it's... And is, is being full of cum a bad thing? I mean, I As mean, a man? I think it's going along with the same... I mean, it's... I guess it means, like, you're virile. But I think at the same time, he's talking about... He's a blue flame special. He's, like, this reckless young kid. Okay. If you're full okay. of cum, you're going to be full of testosterone. Which means you're okay. going to just be stupid and just do macho things. So I think that's that how he sees... That actually makes sense. That's how he sees this guy. Is okay. Like, he just wants to show off... Um. And he says, how did you get yourself assigned to Los Angeles with us? Uh, I guess we have ourselves an asshole shortage, huh? Ouch. And then winks at him. But Johnny Utah says, whatever, man. Not so far. I'm going to eat my donut. (laughs) He just eats his donut. So, yeah, I I can see the the contention between these guys. Uh, They're sort of two sides of the, the law enforcement coin. But don't you think that John C. McKinley, with every new recruit coming in, don't you think he would see every new recruit as like, oh, you're just a new reckless boy. You're a rookie. I hate you. Meh. So, like, wouldn't he be used to it by now? Like, why would he still be getting, like, worked up about it? Well, it looks like, actually, I mean, with the wink at the end, it kind of looks like he is used to it to me. Oh, okay. It looks like, I mean, you could almost say maybe he says this to everyone. You know, yeah. in some form. And he's just like, he knows the new guy is always going to be kind of an asshole. And he has his whole routine set up and his his uh, his uh manner. Yeah. Is that with that wink, he seems, you know, he kind of wins the the yeah. um, the exchange with that wink. Unfortunately, and then yes. Johnny Utah has a not very good comeback that he says after he leaves. And eats his donut. And eats his donut. In defiance. In defiance. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then we it. get uh, a few seconds of someone blindfoldedly grabbing for a brick in a pool yeah which oh man we will get to that later because we have to break that down Uh, what a minute this was oh my god this is this is what we're really in for here this is yeah this is the good stuff yeah all that just like good good screenwriting with the crazy (sighs) (laughs) yeah blue flame special all of this remember Written by that guy who looks like a Kid Rock fan. Yeah, and I can. It makes so much sense to me now, thinking, yeah. knowing what that guy looks like. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and why there are almost no female characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So, Murren, now that yeah. we've we've wrapped this minute up, what's your choice of the week? What's your recommendation of the week? Um, again, uh, thinking about movies uh, that not very many people have seen um, that I ne- didn't necessarily see recently, uh, The Handmaid. What a good movie. Uh, we both saw that last year, uh, and I was expecting it to be best foreign picture of the year. Yeah. But apparently it wasn't, uh, it wasn't submitted uh, because I guess South Korea didn't want to submit a movie filled with sex as their their best picture nominee. Yeah. Um, Warning, this movie makes is sense. just too sexy. It's, it's just it, too sexy. There are very explicit sex scenes, um, and I can only imagine the Foley work that went into that. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, no! So think about that when oh, you watch no. it. Oh, no! You make biles coming up in my throat oh, that sorry. is disgusting it's, it is what i thought of the amount the of thought. squishing yeah i'm sorry and i'm sorry don't not suitable for for listening that oh no can continue continue <laughs> but yeah there's very explicit sex scenes uh of all kinds and uh but it's it's not pornographic it's all I mean, it gets a little... It borders it, I think. It borders it because they go, the, the scenes go on for longer than they need to, but it's um, it's great. It's a great movie. There's um, lots of... it's The plot is great. Fantastic. So many twists and turns. The tone... I, it's from the director of Old Boy and, uh, and the uh, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Yes. And, uh, or Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and, and Lady Vengeance. One of my favorite movies, um, I'd say. And uh, what's the other one? Stoker. Did he also do um, I Saw um, the Devil? And Thirst. He didn't do I Saw the Devil. Okay. I haven't seen Thirst or Stoker, but I've seen all the other movies. Uh, yeah. So I was expecting something like, when it started out. I mean, it, does, it is definitely an extreme movie, but I was expecting something a little bit darker, and it almost border li- borders on comedy at times. Oh, totally. It's a dark comedy, but it, it's, it has a comedic tone to it, which I was very surprised by and yes. uh, delighted by. Um, great acting. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, there's only one problem i had with it toward the end there's a scene where they're on a boat in at the sea and the water is clearly computer graphics i have no recollection of that well maybe not everyone will pick it up i shouldn't have said that but that's like literally the only thing that i really jumped out at me is anything that i didn't like it's a great movie um yeah probably one that you know it's not hitting hitting the shelves uh as much as others which is batshit not crazy not didn't hit very many screens in the u.s uh so go find that it's great if you're watch not... it watch it if you want to have a sexy night with someone I yeah would say. oh man there it's it's romantic it's it's dark yeah. and there's some fucked up shit in it but it's it's sexy and it's romantic it is and it's if you're expecting the grit of old boy it it's there maybe in like one or two scenes maybe yeah it's not it's dark but it's not gritty that in the way that old boy is yeah. there's not uh it's very beautiful and it's a period piece that takes place in the 30s oh my and god the, the costumes the, the costumes makeup. the sets Holy all look shit. beautiful yeah and it's also uh you know it's there are not as many movies that we see here in the u.s that deal with that time in korea like uh we're familiar with that in the U.S., but it's it's a uh, cool to see a period piece of a different culture, and it, um, yeah. Speaking of strong female characters, holy shit! Yeah, we keep those going are back to that. Two strong female characters. Yeah, amazing, amazing work. Yeah, it's definitely you know uh, a, a strong woman rising up. Oh yeah, kind of movie, and that's oh, yeah. uh, very satisfying. Oh yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Handmaiden, one of my, it was our favorite of last mm-hmm. year. Sorry, I pretty much interrupted every single moment. That's okay. I mean, we've both seen it, so I wanted to hear what you said about it, too. 
we see I, a lot of movies. We see most movies together. Yeah. So, and I could go on and on about that movie. I yeah. mean, it's it's worth it. It's amazing. It's worth all the awkward, Hand, sexy time moments. The handmade minute yeah. coming up. Yeah, not really. That, actually, I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't mind that, but it would it'd be, be a lot of description of sex <sighs> <laughs> and and ex- thinking about. How they how they made no, those scenes? Please don't. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so gross. Yeah, I n- I'm just totally. I had a, a movie in my mind, and that thought of Foley work just, <laughs> just jarred you, jarred my it loose. Brain. <laughs> um, yeah. Gosh, what movie would I recommend? This will just be a short and and quick recommendation. Um, I love Vincent Price. Um, he's my favorite. I wanted to get a tattoo of his face on my ass. Halloween's coming up. Yeah, Halloween's coming up. I got a Vincent Price action figure. I own just about every single one of his movies. I've seen just about every single one of his movies. I love him. Um, right now, my favorite one of his films is actually a movie that doesn't feature him too prominently. But if you're kind of a fan of those Agatha Christie-like tales and you like, um, Vincent Price, highly recommend you watch The Bat. Um, I actually like it better than what many people think is his best movie, House on Haunted Hill. Um, I think he gets to have a bit darker of a turn in it, which you only get to see for one scene. But it's fun to see serious Vincent Price. I'm not a huge fan of the goofy The Raven or um, the Pose Tales ones. I, I, I don't like that Vincent Price as much. I like the Black Cat a lot. Yeah. I mean, he has some great moments with Peter Lorre um, and uh, is it Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff? Probably. I don't know about actually, don't think, actually, I don't think Bella Lugosi is in any of them. I think it's just Boris Karloff. Um, but yeah, I recommend that one. It's fun. It's like a murder mystery. Um, you get some delicious Vincent Price murky snarkiness in there. Uh, check it out. The Bat and The Handmaiden. Two very different movies. Not Handmaid's Tale, to be clear. Very different. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's about it. Uh, we'll come back for minute six of Point Break. Things are really heating up in Point Break. I'm really excited to get to the next minute. This is already a great one, and it's only going to get better with Scary Gary. Oh my god. Just you wait. <laughs> Just in, you in wait. In a pair of swim trunks, perhaps. Uh, all right, so that's about it for Point Break Minute. Thanks for joining us, brah. Let's hit the waves. <laughs> It's Keanu. I'm here to thank the Podfathers, Pete and Alex of Star Wars Minute, and Adam and Brad of Gutterballs, for pioneering this genre of podcasts. You can email us at pointbreakminute at gmail.com to school us on Point Break. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes so you can surf with us anytime, brah. Cowabunga, dude.